Welcome to episode 94 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you with some fast action from the other 23 champs in Finland and the Diamond League in Poland. There's all the usual segments too as we talk training and answer some listener questions. But before all of that, in a week where Europe experienced its hottest ever week and news that heatwave Aaron, Sharon, is on its way next, a heatwave that was named after the ferryman of the dead from Greek mythology, let me welcome to the show a man whose Strava has experienced a death of its own this week. What's going on, Joshua? How are we doing? Yeah, I uh, I just tell them both of you, I just got back from a run and my heart felt like it was dying as well. Very, very high heart rate. Um, just a note for the listeners, Josh has turned up to the show uh, full shirt and tie this evening because he, he feels he's a bit underdressed when I've been posting the, the social segments over the last few weeks. Yeah, there's no warning. And I'm probably sat there in my boxes on my phone in the corner of a room. So I thought I'd dress for the occasion. You're usually uh, naked, Josh. Never mind boxes. Exactly. I'm glad it's worked. I wanted you to, to get back <laughs> on the game a bit more. So he's back on his computer and he's got a fresh trim, fresh shirt. He's back. So let's welcome our co-host this evening who, like the name of the previous heat wave called Cerberus, Likes to think he's the guardian that prevents bullshit from entering this show. How's that going for you, Shane? Not well, because I'm hearing it from you every week. <laughs> yeah. <Fair enough. laughs> Got no comeback to that one. Um, you're not dressed up this evening, so maybe next week you can potentially I've number on. I have dressed for the occasion. Um this week, Josh enlightened us with one of his group chats, and um, apparently, you and me have excuses every week, Aaron. So, what I've done is I've worn a t shirt that I've champion on because I can't remember the last time I was on top of us three for mileage. So, you know, it's got a point, listeners. <laughs> you know who you Rich, are. It is a sorry, sorry state of affairs, I must say. Yeah. I mean, I've got no comeback, I, but anyway. Um, so where should we go this week? Josh, as you've been off Strava, I'm quite... So what happened was, I think it was this weekend, I thought, oh, I, I want to go see how Josh's session's gone. I haven't looked at Strava for about, I don't know, since his, his marathon in London, and he's disappeared. So the time I go to look, he's just gone. So what's been going on, Josh? I'm just fed up of people commenting shit, so it's gone private. So just on these comments, are you, are you deleting them? Is that why I can't see them? No, I've just put it on private. Okay. But I only decided last weekend. But I thought about it, and actually it's quite good marketing, right? Because if people want to see what I've been doing, they've got to listen. See? Ah, nice. You're over here. Um... Yeah, let's go to my week. <clears throat> so, I will start by saying I was a week early with my what I thought I was doing a session, so I didn't do one. I will be doing a session this week. <laughs> Bear with me. 
Monday evening. So had an e easy hour. And as you know, bloody love Zwift. So I did one of the climbs because I wanted to unlock a new bike. So now I've unlocked the climbing bike. I can't remember what it's called. But I did the climb portal Mon San Mikel. I think it, oh, it's actually just the Col de Tourmalet. In, it was meant to be an easy, it's quite hard to ride that sort of steepness easily because it got up to like points. I think the high, the steepest point is 26%, pretty steep. Um, but yeah, quite good fun. Um, then Tuesday lunchtime, went out and did 40 minutes, the average six tens. And then in the evening, I did a race. Um, so James Lawler jumped on that one again. And this one, um, really annoyingly, I got dropped on the last climb from the group I was in. And I basically, I thought, I, I, Shane, I don't know if you've used Zwift before, but I know Aaron, you have. The drafting effect on it is enormous, more so downhill. And I thought we we're basically at the top and I was sort of out of the danger zone of getting dropped because you can just, you can chill on the back of a group going downhill. And I was probably like three seconds away from the top. And I sort of started to ease up and there was like a one second gap off the top. And in the last 5K, I was putting out about 300 watts, which for me is like a lot. And I they put one minute 15 into me in 5K. It's just ridiculous. So I was a bit annoyed more at myself there, but um, that was pretty, it gave me a lot of good, um, it, that was my best ranked race on Zwift uh, power. So average average power was 265. Just talk about getting dropped. Did you see on the tour this week? I don't. Was it Ben? One of the lads. He um, he got dropped going up the climb. Almost like came to standstill, and then uh, uh, yeah, then a minute or so later was off. Uh, yeah, I mean that's like worse than fucking Armstrong days. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like he was getting dropped by. Or you got good GC riders getting dropped, and he's literally stopped. They said, "Ah, oh, go again." All right, they just pissed off off the road. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was Tuesday. Uh, I did twenty minute warm down. Wednesday, I did a twenty minute run. Um. So that was six twenty six pace. <clears throat> then did a couple of little strides afterwards. Um. Maddie's just moved house actually, so where she uh where she lives now is a very nice little cycle path, like twenty meters from her house. Absolutely beautiful for strides. And a um, massive rat infection. Yeah, and the student, student rat inf uh, infestation is horrendous. Um, in the evening, I did 40 minutes uh, just on the bike, just nice and easy. Then um, that was, oh, I've lost track of days, it was Thursday, uh, Wednesday. So yeah, Thursday, um, I was in the office actually because we had an event with um, with my team on Friday. So I went a day later than normal. Um, so I didn't run on the Thursday. I just had 40, uh, 45 minutes on the bike. Then Friday morning, um, so I was in London. Do you know what? Running in London, unless you're in a park, is so shit. Like, so, so shit. So I ran around Wandsworth Common. It was heaving. And I was started my run at nine o'clock. And there were so many people walking dogs. And it was pissing in rain as well. I just don't know what people do. I want their lives. Um, so yeah, 40 minutes, average 626s. Um, but yeah, it, that is just unpleasant area to run really. Uh, and then in the evening, um, I had 40 minutes on the bike. 
so in the day uh we we had yeah a bit of an event so we went go-karting did uh basically um what's it called vr like shooting was quite the final this time i was fastest you weren't I fastest, was, no i was ditched up really <clears throat> i've actually want to have a funny story i've actually got more trophies from go-karting than half of running fact for you um and then saturday morning it's two for all the listeners yeah, I uh, I had twenty minutes, so uh, average six twelves for that, and then just did a couple more strides after. Then Sunday I had off running. Um, oh sorry, a race. Uh, I did a race on Saturday night as well. Um, this was a bit of a disaster actually. So I warmed up for my race, and I was twenty seven minutes in, and my rear. I mean, I might get the terminology wrong, but the rear mech um went flat, and it was a quite hilly route. So I couldn't change gear. It was horrendous. So I just stopped. Um, and yeah, I was. Uh, it was really fucking annoying. So that's the lesson then. I didn't know you had to charge them that often. Well, I suppose it's probably been a month. But... Um, so I did charge them. And yeah, Sunday I didn't run, but I did do two hours on the bike. Um, yeah, that's my week. Uh, running wise, oh, I don't know how to split it on here. Is it <coughs> you, with your bike, you're charging me? Do you mean you're... If you got, is it di, di two? You've got the electric the SRAM version. You've got ETAP. The shifters. Yeah, ETAP. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you had to charge them that often either. To be fair. Um, so, uh, the other question I got for you, Josh, is you said last week, big results pending on Sunday. Past, didn't I? Fact, you're here. Yeah. Past. Yeah. Not not by much, but a pass is a pass, so it doesn't matter. That's fine. That's all you need. Nobody looks at the score at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, on Zwift, so your turbo. Yeah. Is it, it obviously changes the elevation, right? Well, it changes the resistance. Yeah. I don't have the front, because I tried to knit this off my dad, but he wouldn't give it to me. He's got the bit of the front where it actually does raise the bike as well. But I've just got it changes the resistance of the back. And you're going to do everything on the turbo for foreseeable? You're not going to go back out on the roads? Uh, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I think my my rear hanger is slightly bent. So if you take my wheel out or the turbo out, my rear derailleur falls off. Not which it. I think it, I think it's more designed to do that rather than the carbon bending. So I, when, I, when I fell off... Um, and there's like a six to eight week um, delay for them from BMC. So I actually messaged the people I got the bike from and said, oh, yeah, it was like this when I got it. Um, so they're sending me one for free because it's like 50 quid or something ridiculous. But like the smallest bit of plastic and a tiny screw. Yeah. Let's hope they're not avid listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so session this week. Yeah, so basically, listen to last week again, it's the same. Five by three minutes. Uh, I can't remember the recovery. I think it's 90 seconds or maybe 60 seconds. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do that on Thursday. Um, and I'm up to eight miles on Sunday, which will be good. But, um, yeah, I, I said to you guys, I ran my first run today without, um, like, hill raises in. And it was a little bit sore after, so I'm probably just going to keep them in um, just to be safe. Because I mean, yeah. I, 
ideally I would like to get back to not using them but well once once you build up the running a little bit more your your cars and clears will generally be a bit stronger when you just phase them out can't you that's yeah that's exactly what I was thinking but I've probably just started a little bit early so I do have a quick question on the session I know this is going into next week are you is the aim just like just hit it hard and see how the body responds Mm. or are you going to try and hit a certain have you got any prescription with it basically no definitely not it's it's like tempo effort really um which i mean if it's this evening it's probably six minute miling <laughs> no i i i don't i'm not gonna wear flats either um i'm just gonna wear probably structures i might wear peg turbos but um yeah i mean in my head i'm thinking like 515 is 520 pace just something to get my legs moving a little bit more just increase the load a bit um but nothing crazy cool and to be honest i don't think i could run anything crazy how many miles have you run this week? Uh, I don't know how to say. Let me check on Training Peaks because it doesn't split it on Shava. I mean, I could see it if I wanted to, but I can't bother. So we'll move. Uh, 19 and a half miles. 19 and a half? Yeah. I think you might beat me. But anyway, um, Shano, uh, let's move on to your week. The man who does some running on this show. Um, so I, I am the show's runner um, because I do running. So we'll start on the 10th, Monday, as we like to do. So actually, uh, this week I have had a, a good week, a normal training week. So Monday I did just over 10 miles with 75 minutes, uh, 7.25 pace. But I was, was I ran with um, Tom and Ronnie and I was discussing basically that I don't know where my fitness is at or I didn't on Monday because I've been taking so much longer than typical to sort of build back any even on slower tempo efforts so the following day i did a well a 35 minute aerobic tempo so that's your first threshold plus five by 200 um i just did it around the cycle track so i did a, a big lap of our cycle track which is just under a mile uh i'd measured it roughly on a route planner beforehand i tried to be quite stingy as well um so not to sort of overinflate where I'm at. It's not you should. <laughs> and I did uh a basic words out a five minute lap was around about five thirty pace per mile. So I was like, well if I can be around about five to five oh five and we'll see how we respond. So I did seven laps in just under thirty five minutes. Some of the laps were actually a bit erratic. Uh so I think my range was like four fifty four to five oh three. But actually my heart rate was good. My average heart rate was 159, which is where I typically expect it to be. Um, and I did some 200s on the track afterwards. I actually spiked up because I'm just fed up of feeling slow. Uh, so I put on the dragonflies for a 34, 33, 32, 29, 28. Um, mixed emotions from that session because I was quite happy my heart rate was back to where I expect it to be at the pace. And I was like, oh, awesome. Um, that's where it needs to be. I don't have to do too much work at that. Then remembered I've got a marathon this year. So I actually do need to keep working at that threshold and keep trying to pull it down. And I mean, 35 minutes at that is fine. But in the last five minutes, my legs are properly aching. So I have a lot of adaptation to do. And in the 200s, um, the last one in 28, it was generally flat out. And I was so upset because I was like, I used to be able to do like 24 flat out. So 28, though, isn't hanging about. It's not hanging about, but... Yeah, 
I'd, I'd like that to be controlled, but you know, I'm getting on now, moving into my thirties. So let's just talk quickly. Just talk about that tempo. Um, and you say it a lot. You do aerobic threshold. Why? Why are you doing that instead of anaerobic threshold work? Um, me personally, I I, I think I get quite a big response from um anaerobic threshold which is your, your second threshold um and to be honest I, i'm not really overly prescriptive at the minute and i kind of just do what i feel like and what the other lads are doing so i'll often see what other people are going to do up at the track and just try and uh sort of match the suit the week before obviously i did the 585 and that was supposed to be anaerobic threshold i i traditionally as well i can't do um if i went and tried to do like a 15 20 minute tempo at anaerobic threshold i really struggle with that i, I find it very difficult to do either to hit any sort of pace even to hit I, I need to like split it up to adapt to it so i'm better off doing aerobic threshold work as my longer tempos um they get me fit fast and then the threshold stuff I split up. So like I might traditionally do like a six by four minutes and, and build up. And on paper, it seems quite easy. But in reality, I find them quite hard. When I'm in shape, I'm fine. Just at this stage, I don't have much range. Um, and once I sort of get back to back mileage and work on my aerobic stimulus, I, I just get faster a lot faster and fitter a lot faster. That's the justification, but also what the lads were going to do. So just jump on it. Um, Wednesday, uh, 74 minutes, Savage 713s. Thursday, obviously, I I typically coach and I had a a gap in the morning. I was like, I'll I'll get up and I'll do some hills in the morning. Uh, And then I woke up and I was like, no, I feel awful. But I do in the morning anyway, every morning. And then by the time I walked a dog, I was like, you know what? I've got time. I'll quickly squeeze it in because otherwise I'll I'll be rushing after work and before coaching. So I went to do some hills and I do 30 minutes easy run, run to, to a hill, run up for 30 seconds, jog down, do that 10 times. And I would do 30 minutes easy after the hills. The hill efforts are about, I'm going to say 10K effort, but they're like sometimes faster or higher effort, sometimes slower. I just try and run up them controlled. Um, I was really happy with this, actually. I, my typical stretch of the same street I normally do um, in 31 seconds, but it's the first time I've actually done that. And similar to one Tuesday with the 200s, it's the first time I've been able to actually run fast without any knee pain. So to be honest, that's the main main thing. I actually felt pretty good on the hills, but I might have just felt good because I was happy that my knee didn't hurt. So just Friday, quickly again, ten k pace for hill for thirty second hills. Yeah, there was only ten k effort. Yeah, well, 10, 10K, 10K effort <laughs> yeah, so it's slower. It's it's not the the benefit of those short hills to be working on on like power and speed and those types of things. So you're using them for something else. What if I so if I'm gonna do power and speed, I'll be doing like shorter and faster. Yeah. The idea behind this is especially like I'm really, really weak 
at the minute. Very weak. Yeah. So mentally or physically. Uh, both. <laughs> but if you were to do two hundreds on the track, which is similar type duration, that would be the equivalent of you running, I don't know, at the moment, like a thirty eight second two hundred for ten K pace, which is quite slow for a two hundred rep that we'd be used to. So does it not feel a bit not here nor there? Um, not not really. Um, I've, I do these a lot, and af- after a certain amount of time, so typically this is the sort of thing that I'd phase out of training as I start to get, as my sessions get better. It's just kind of a, a bit of a filler. So um, if I did my session Tuesday and my long run on a Saturday, that's three days of easy running. I do run slow. I need to run slow, but three days of really slow running is also a bit, it's just a bit of shit, to be honest. It's a bit boring. If I'm... <laughs> um, so sometimes it's a good break up. But I, again, at this early stage of training, I get th- th- this is my speed work and I don't need to force the speed, especially not now because it burns me. So I could do like these a lot harder if I wanted to. And don't, don't get me wrong. Like I, I did my last two or three a bit faster because I wanted to work harder. And I will often actually progress these. Um if I was like going in towards a, a 5k and I wanted the same, did the same session, I'd probably chop down the mileage around it and I would hit them hard. Um, I'd hit them more like VO2 max. Um, but you can still, it's good for working on your running form, like running up a hill. You're still even 30 seconds at 10k effort or let's say between 5k and 10k effort. It's probably in reality where it is actually at. Um, you still get like, good benefits of mechanics running up a hill you're still engaging good muscles and it's a lot easier on the body than sprinting on the flat as well so typically like i would rotate 30 second hills then like 10 to 15 second hills flat out with a walk down but they hurt your arms they're horrible and then i'd maybe do what i did the week before when i was in a rush where i'd do like 20 seconds on off two minute back at easy or whatever um so like those 20 seconds i did the week before i think I, they were quite fast they were like under 430 pace per mile or you know it was a fast effort so just to mix it up um reality is yeah in, in four or five weeks doing them this easy is probably more going to be a filler than anything else because it won't offer much stimulus but right now it feels like it does that's good it, it, i think it's just useful for people to know like that because i think you'll find people in general don't know what strides or hill sprints or any of that stuff is and and then they end up just doing them as kind of all out efforts instead of st- strides or you know you give them a hill rep and they'll just they'll probably do 45 seconds or a minute as hard as they can when it's yeah not- i had this conversation with a client actually because i set the similar sessions to what i do i'm i'm going to set to clients when it's appropriate and he's like oh every time i do this i just hit it hard <laughs> i'm like yeah i know but like that's fine. He was getting that stimulus and he was holding it well and he was doing it. Um, this week I proposed he tried it differently, where he started easy and and gets faster. So we'll see how we go then. But again, context behind that is been a bit poorly, a bit ill. So there's no use flogging yourself all Take the time. Four weeks off. Hmm? Take four weeks off. <laughs> and then drop back onto a night in my week. Um, Friday, uh, hour six, seven oh eight pace. I have no comments on that. Um, Saturday, I did, well, 
it's probably a bit early for me to do this, but I didn't really want to run on my own. Um, and Bill Taylor's group had a session, the Bill coaches, Jordan and Ed book. Yeah. And uh, they were doing a session in the woods, threshold session. So we incorporated this into a long run. So I, I, know, I know the real reason. It was windy on Saturday in Lincolnshire. Oh, Tom, it was. Tom Straw would have been straight on the phone. Lads, get me a forest. I'll be there. <laughs> to be fair, it was proper windy. And yeah, that was the probably the best we could have hoped for, actually, winning in those woods. Um, so we we did about five miles ish before the session, and then I, th- I think Bill's session was fifteen hundred, one thousand five hundred times three off a five hundred meter jog, um, ish. The distances are uh, questionable. So I did roughly. We were we just missed the first rep because Tom was taking too long to take change his shoes, so I did roughly thirteen hundred meters. 1500, 1500, 1k, 500, 15, 15. So just sort of doing whatever, all off a 500 meter jog. The pace is varied from, according to my watch, five minute mile to 528 mile. Ah, pinch of salt. The distances probably weren't accurate. The GPS, you don't know if it's accurate. Um, I was just going on feel. Um, so that, that that rep is it on a on a loop, or do you just go out and back? It's out, it's out and back, basically. So it's like a 2K stretch, and there's a cone out every roughly 500 metres. Right. Um, so it works quite well because we were just trying to jump in with people. Obviously, the likes of Jordan, Tom and Ed were uh, of like way far, so much further ahead than where I was. So just kind of um, jumping in as and when. Obviously, we were, we were easy. We saw them coming. So we ran down the opposite way and when they got to us, turned around and we latched on. And I was pretty ambitious for the first minute, I'm going to be honest. So I latched on to Jordan and Ed and Tom and Ronnie just behind me. I was very quickly in oxygen debt. And that was a horrible, horrible rest of effort. So I took the next one a bit easier with Ron. Um, And then, yeah, I started to fill into session, felt good. So, I mean, it properly wiped me out. In total, we did 50, just under 15 and a half miles um with a good proportion of that actually at threshold ish <laughs> um probably quite a lot of it was higher than threshold for me but it's the sort of thing i need to get used to again because um that's the sort of thing that obviously josh would do in some of his marathon sessions that we heard about so i need to get used to doing that type of thing probably after more than five miles as well so that wiped me out i went for a dog walk afterwards with my dog not with someone else's dog. Glad you clarified that. <laughs> um, and I somehow got so lucky, like it was raining on and off all day and I missed every every batch of rain. Sunday, not so lucky. Ran in the evening with Tom um, and his dog and yeah, pissed it down and, and we got very wet. Uh, 35 minutes, 7.26 pace. So for the week, I managed eight and a half hours of running just uh, be- between 72 and 73 miles. Quite happy with that. It's not bad mileage, Shane. I know. Back on it. Yeah, it sounds like a decent structure to it as well. We're, I think, 21 weeks out from Malaga, I want to say. So, yeah, good bit yeah. of good opportunity to do that bit of base building and 
I, I think so. Um, this week's going to be tricky for me because obviously I've got my work to do, but I went for a run today and my shin started hurting. So I was so mardy from about for the last three miles. And this is the same shin that was hurting before I had my knee pain and before. Uh, so, yeah, I hopefully I can get on top of it now. But, yeah, tricky week ahead, I think. Yeah, hopefully so. Well, I'm just going to go through my week briefly because it is very brief. But I was back to some sort of running and slowly, slowly on the mend. So, so Monday, I was fed up of getting abuse from people for not running. Um, so I thought, well, I need to go to Morrison's and get some dinner. So I'll go down to the cricket pitch and do a few laps and hopefully get 30 minutes done. I I got to 20 minutes and had to stop to cough and cough quite a lot. And then I jogged like another quarter of a lap. I was like, why have I start? What's the point of starting again? So, so yeah, I got 21 minutes done. And I got basically three miles done um, and it wasn't easy. But I ran. That was important. So, so Tuesday, uh, Philippa wanted to run. So I said I'd do 35 minutes, ended up doing 38 minutes, nearly five miles. So 7.46s. Again, well, same as so Monday and Tuesday, my my hamstrings, and no, no, mainly my hamstrings and and right Achilles are all very tight. They're not sore. They're just that neural tightness you get after like you know infections or flu type issues. So that was a bit annoying. Um, and off the back of that run. I was still coughing up a lot and I thought that's going to have to take another couple of days to, to let it settle. Um, so I didn't run Wednesday and Thursday, did some core on Wednesday. So was sore from that on Thursday. Friday, I, I said to Ben, I'd run for him in the evening to sort of force myself to run. What like I chose, so it's been nice for like six weeks when I've not been running, and it was sideways raining, like twenty mile per hour wind, and <laughs> so again driving down to Gretford to meet meet Ben. Same happened when I went to meet Ruth when she was marathon training. There was a sheep out on the road, so I stopped the car. Sideways raining. Um, Josh has just got dinner service. It's nice, isn't it? Um, sideways raining, try and get the sheep back in the field, absolutely drenched. I'm like, I'm going to go sit back in the car. I'd left the window of the car open of that half <laughs> minute I'd out of the car. It was soaked in there. So I sat in a puddle. The weather back. has been exceptionally shit the last week. Like rain. It's yeah. been, I don't know about where you guys are. It's been horrendous here. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a lot of rain. Um, but yeah, Friday night, it was, well, it had rained most Friday afternoon, but it was like, you know, it's really fine and just constant. And you, you get soaked instantly. It's like a really, it's like, you know, that those stuff soaks you through. Yeah. But you know, like a student accommodation, those really shit showers, it's basically a version of that. Why, why are you still 
um, informed on student accommodation showers, Aaron. Uh, Josh shows me little video. <laughs> no, every now and again. Um, anyway, me and Ben did five miles, seven twenty sevens. Ben Heron in his natural habitat there in the wet. Then uh, Saturday morning, I got out at ten past nine. Did forty minutes, seven fifteens. This one's quite hilly. Um, I actually felt loads, loads better. And yeah, um, I thought, oh, that's an improvement. Only coughed once on that run. And I then played football on Saturday afternoon. And chaotic already. I mean, would you play the same? I was horrendous. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. The fact was, I, I had some foot boots on. And I said to somebody, oh, I've not had these out in, in 10 years, thinking I was like, exaggerating. No, no, 15 years. It's since uni. <laughs> 15 years. Um, so I don't know where the time's gone. Anyway, um, I I woke up very sore on Sunday from that. Not that I'd done anything. I mean, I hardly touched the ball, to be honest. I got a penalty, but... Other than that, I was horrendous. So, but I still very all those side side movements just killed me. Um, Sunday was Jenny's birthday, and it was also one of Eliza's friends' birthday. So, we had a um, had a little party in a little school. So, did a bit of swimming, got a bit of aqua recovery. I don't know what what Jay's laughing at. <laughs> You've been a nonce, mate. You know. Can I talk about my daughter's party? <laughs> no, not with me and Josh around. Anyway, we're we're a little party, and yeah, I didn't really. It was it was also about fifty mile per hour winds on Sunday afternoon, so I considered running yesterday afternoon. I was like, no, ran ran this morning though, so we'll talk about that next week. Still a bit domsy, but it's on the up, like. I'm still coughing a little bit. I don't want to go into detail because I feel like over the last couple of months, we've gone into detail about a lot of bodily fluids. Years. Huh? I was going to say illness. It's been years. No, but we've talked about various things. Anyway, so all on the up. So Shane, I don't know if you've seen my final surge this week. I have added my week in. I haven't looked. I've tried to be sensible. So 45 minutes today, 50 tomorrow, potentially 60 on Wednesday, but that might be 45. I've got a little double on Thursday because I need to do a run to pick Eliza up. So ignore the second run. 50 minutes Friday, 10 minutes, 8 minutes, 6 minutes on Saturday. If I, And that's at aerobic threshold, I think. And I've got 90 minutes long, but I feel that's optimistic. So I'm like 75. But I'm planning on running each day. That's the main thing. Why don't you give yourself one day off on Friday? <laughs> Why? Because, um, again, I just, if I have one day off, at the moment, it's a license to have seven days off. But I don't if, know it, if, that's silly. if it's planned, would that not make it better? I don't think so. 
I, I will say, if I need it, then I'll I'll take it. But Josh, the annoying thing is, you do all this. So I've got running seven days a week. One of them's a double day, sixty miles, mate. It's I don't understand it. How how do you get that to anyway? But yeah, I well I'm good. The main messages I'm going to run this week, so um, we'll we'll leave it there. But I think slowly improving. I I I went onto um the dark web last week and sort up some of Shane's contacts in in Africa, and it seems to have done the trick. So so yeah, all good. Good lad, good lad. Well, that looks. I've just um, got your plan up now. It looks sensible. I'm skeptical well, of double days, but I'll trust you. Well, it's not. It's it, to be honest, it won't even be thirty minutes. It might be twenty. It might be three miles. Um, and Saturday, I'm still skeptical that I'll even do a session. But I want to put it in to give myself a goal to get to. I want to feel well enough by the end of the week that I could do a session. Put it that way. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, Shall we go to Strava leaderboard? Mm -hmm. I've even given a screenshot in the show notes this week. I hope you like that. They're organised. I've not seen it. I had them open. Oh, very good. Um, So leading again, he's back on top, is Jasper the Flash, 131.5. Bloody hell, I saw that one running. You've got Kieran Walker in second, uh, 120.8. And Jake Barraclough in third, 114.4. Then in the women's, we have Sally O'Gorman, 90.3. Christine Watermelon, 88.5. And third place, Charlotte Reagan, 85.4. So they're pretty regular names there. Um, love a bit of mileage. People seem to have yeah, picked up a bit with... Berlin, I guess. Marathons on the horizon. Yeah, Chicago's only 12 weeks away as well i think um yeah valencia's 20 so people starting to do it at base um i did like stephen jackson 100.0 he's not done that on purpose is he i like his average pace what was that 725 it's the same as yours shane exactly good luck <laughs> Yeah, well, let's have a quick look. Um, Jake, I'm not counting him. He's only put two runs on. Go oh, Kieran Lewis. I think he he's sometimes bad at not putting all his runs on, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt this time. He's done 38 miles, 620s. Bit of a slower week this week, actually. Yeah, because every time he goes quicker, he gets injured. So, no, I, I, I know why it's because my boy Dan Hamilton he's been away he's been climbing or walking so he's done 5,500 feet of elevation okay fair right let's go to some Mr. Questions quickly Um, so Josh Chivers I presume that's how you say it is that how you say it? You're saying I'm insinuating I was cold then <laughs> Josh Chivers no Josh Chivers Chivers I don't Chivers, know I reckon yeah, maybe. If you could go, if you could travel back ten years and give yourself one piece of running advice, what would it be? Train harder. Josh says train harder. Yeah. Shane. Um, mine would be well ten. So I'd have been twenty two. It was probably just before I started making jumps. 
So I'd probably say um, quit in two years' time. But genuinely, uh, I, on mine, I think when I was when I when Aaron, when I first sort of started running with you, I wasn't really running. I mean, I was running, but I wasn't really running really that seriously. I don't think. Um, and I, I think mean, doing all the you can do a lot of the one percent before you get to the point where you need to do the one percent. That makes sense. I've yeah. I've got a, a a serious one and one like you boys. I mean, if I go back ten years, I would say, don't befriend this emo blonde kid, um, and take him for runs because you won't get rid of him. Um, so that's first of all, and then, uh, yeah, second of all, I think um, I was also th- when I was talk about those football boots, it ten years ago seems like yes and the realization setting in that yeah you do get older quite quickly so make the most of those younger years and and race when you're fit race like Mm. don't wait around don't go i'm gonna give it we used to do all the time just go oh i need another four six weeks of training before i need another 5k um yeah and that's, that's another good one actually it, when when you're running well race don't like postpone it don't be like oh i think i could do this or if you get opportunities i don't know if it's depending on if it's like a county vest england vest great britain vest don't turn them up because you don't know when the next one might come around yeah, but yeah. Even, even also just take the races you know yeah yeah you're yeah. great north like I was in Great North like every year for about seven years and did it once. So like I just didn't do it because I thought uh, I could probably bank a training weekend at home. It's like no, just just race. Yeah, I think like my I've I've got two serious answers really. Like one serious answer is is genuinely I probably would have told myself to have a bit more self belief. Like when I did get good, it was almost like a bit of a shock. And um, I don't, I didn't really adapt to that in the time because you just see yourself as, well, I just saw myself as a lad from Lincoln who overperformed. Um, so I didn't really take that ser- seriously enough. I, I wouldn't turn around and tell myself that I'd have been more dedicated or anything else because I was, I always have been fairly dedicated, but I've also liked to drink and have a laugh. And I, it's all good saying if I didn't do that, I would have I been better. But I also think I would have quit running if I didn't do that. Um, I get a lot of social elements from it as well. But coming back to obviously what you two have just said on, you know, racing. Uh, I I liked racing quite a lot and I, I still do even when I'm out of shape. And we joke about getting older and I'm at the tender age of 32, but I've been running for nearly 17 years now. And it's, and I'm noticing it. I've noticed it definitely the last two to three years. It's so much harder to actually just race um because when i've had long layoffs and i yes i'm slack with things like going to the gym and stuff because you you know we joke about making excuses you do you do get busy in life and you do prioritize when you're a recreational runner like we are um so i'm just like my body's just weak and i can't handle just turning up and racing and running hard all the time how i used to when i was younger so some advice would probably be in and around that, like make a decision what you want to do and um, either prepare for that. So keep more things like the gym in or other activities, whether, I mean, 
obviously football's not ideal because you get crunched, but if you like playing football, keep playing football if you've got that opportunity to do it alongside your running. If not, and you want to be more serious, hit, keep the gym in a little bit more. Um, just so you don't get to your 30s and 40s and you you break easy from running, if that makes sense. Yeah, we talk uh, about this on a, on a podcast every week, um, you know, and I th- I've always said the same, you know, people have a background in team sports. Like I can list people I know who are runners to a decent level who had, you know, 12, 15 years of playing football when they're growing up and they're quite robust robust runners. And then there's people who didn't do the team sports who've broken and you, you can see the difference of it makes to yeah, put Josh Pointing himself. Um Josh playing the trumpet didn't give him that, you know, sturdy um that he needed. And I suppose the other thing is like things things do change and, and Shane Shane saying it gets busy as you know, wait till you have kids. Like it changes. Like, Not at the moment, you know, while Eliza's young, I don't, I want to race. If I'm in a race, I want to race local because I don't want to be away for a whole weekend. Like, it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit selfish, isn't it? Like, going away with your mates for a weekend when, you know, it could be at home. So, you don't have that in your, hopefully, <laughs> well, you might want that. But yeah, you don't have it. I didn't have it 10 years ago. So, yeah, make make use of that time you have when you don't have. And the good thing is, once I've listened to that answer, that I've wasted 10 years. Yeah, good. Um, so one last question, which I've just seen, uh, running with Jasper, and this comes to us three, which world record would you most likely be able to beat as a relay team of three? 800 to the marathon. And I've quickly just oh, kind of tried to do that in my head. Hard. And there's no chance we'd get any yeah, I don't have. I don't think any of us have got anywhere near enough speed for anything down to five k. What about ten k? What's the world? What's the ten k? Hang on, thirty odd. Hang on, we could get some of the women's. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> let's just start on the men's. So twenty six thirty. You'll get faster than that. Grant Fisher had that the other day. Well, last year it must be twenty six twenty. No, so we're gonna get no that. Yeah, it's quicker than twenty six twenty. It's like twenty six seventeen. I want to say sixteen. Yeah, no, it, it, right, Shade. It, it is. It's like disgusting. I'm gonna Google it quick. Fifteen hundred. Three twenty six. No. no. <laughs> Think about it as lap pace. Like I know. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to do them as a speak, and it's. I, I couldn't do one lap of that. Like even I'm. I'm gonna go back to. Um, I suppose it depends. If I go back to when I was my fastest. I could still only run 400 in like 52. So yeah. that's not even. So, so I could. 52 I, for Shane. And then, and then I'm going to drop a, a 59. Josh is going to drop a 59. Yeah. And then, yeah 52 for Shane. <laughs> We're still not going to get it. No. Go back to the 10K. It's 2611. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah. Could we do that as no. a relay? Hey, on KR. 400 on off. So you have, two minutes, you have two minutes recovery. Yeah, you yeah. could do it 400, I reckon. 
Because what's that lap? Well, it's only... It's like not back. Six twos. Yeah, but we only got yeah, four. You can do that. Four. Four by 400 off two minutes. Okay. Yeah. We, that's what we can do. But we don't... We'd have to... We couldn't do it as you do a third of a segment. No, um, no, no. I think that's impossible. Yeah. My go-to was going to be half marathon because that's the only thing I can race well at. Josh can do Josh can do ten mile of yeah. will. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question though. That's a good question. I, I think so. Yeah, we, we'd maybe stand a chance by uh, doing a ten k in and out. Yeah. Did um did you see the the picture I used for the post, Josh? Yeah, I did. Good. Josh's uh, dipsy from the Teletubbies. Anyway, uh, news, quite a bit of news. First of all, marathon season's on its way. Uh, Elliot Kipchoge has announced his autumn marathon plan, and that is to go to Berlin and defend the title he won there last year in his world record time of 201.09. So he's postponing his quest to win all six of the marathon majors. Most people thought he might run New York to get those. Um and he said, right now, I run towards Paris 2024, but to achieve what inspires me in Paris, I must return to my special place back to Berlin. So there's going to be no head-to-head with Kipton because he's in Valencia, I want to say. I thought he was doing Berlin. No. Um, I, know, post- I saw some posts that, that, that insinuated that he was doing it, but fair enough. Well, you give me your thoughts on that, and I'll just pull up the article about Kipton. Yeah, so it, it's an odd one. Well, it's not an odd one. I'd imagine he's been paid a shitload. <laughs> uh, to be to be completely frank, if his goal is Paris, I know the Paris course is quite hilly, which would suggest New York would be quite good. Yeah. But clearly not. Uh, Kipton. Uh, is likely to do Valencia, so Kipton versus Czech the guy apparently in Valencia. That'd be to be fair. I'd I'd rather watch that. Yeah, I think Berlin Marathon confirmed it in some comments on Instagram. Potentially, I think with Berlin is like, yeah, it's cool. He runs quick, but it's not a race, is it? Let's be honest. No one's near him. No. No. Um. So. No more news on the rest of the men's elite field in Berlin yet. Uh, what else is coming Get up? Ruto, it? Doesn't he? Sorry? Get Ruto. Get Ruto. You know more than that. Yeah, he was announced as well. He's former winner of London. Fair enough. Pull, pulled out of the 41k aid, aid station this year. So I, remember, I remember hearing it in my sweep fan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Monaco Diamond League is on Friday. So I looked at the start list just before we came on the show. Uh, five for six men who have broken 12.50 this year, plus Mo Katir are in that race. The one missing is Kajelcha. He potentially could miss out on the world champs if everybody runs really quick. So there's some scenario anyway. Um, but... Is twelve thirty five the world record going down on on Friday? I think 
Keep Yagan's going to jump in and run twelve twenty. Um, um, I don't know. I think it's hard to say with a five k to say it's going to go down. I think Monaco is more famous for fifteen hundreds being ridiculous. Is is there normally a five k at Monaco? I don't think it normally is. It's normally no. fifteen. So, so, so that, that makes me wonder: is this is this deliberate for this year or? It is. it is because when we come to the next bit of news, if you wait, the London Diamond League is on Sunday where the men's 1500 is. But um, I I actually think it will. I think they're going to do it. Uh, I Just think they're going to try. I think also going to, yeah. I, I just wouldn't. You can't. They've been so close to it already. And if there's that many good people in the race and yeah. Monaco's quick track if conditions are good I'm just looking on. Friday is 30 degrees in Monaco so it cools oh. down a bit might be a little bit warm but um, but yeah they usually get great conditions in Monaco so I'm pretty, I'm confident they're going to do it I, know, I don't know who but one of them will um, one sec let me just tell you have I got the the men entries? So who are they? So oh Mo Ahmed's in the race too. He's got a PB of twelve forty seven. Oh sorry, I thought you meant Mo Adan. <laughs> How's he got in there? <laughs> Avagari twelve forty, Bikini twelve forty six, uh Gabriel twelve forty five, Mokatir twelve fifty, Kip Corey twelve forty six, Kip Limo twelve forty one, Crop twelve forty five. Cool. You, you need out you need our Garwin Kip Limo to take take it by the scruff as they have as they have been this year. Yeah. What I also like is uh Inga Britson's in the race. Henrik. 13, 13 13 PB. You must feel slow. Like everybody, you got people of the twelve forties. How bad does he have to run to get lapped if they break the world record? Not very. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, imagine imagine 1335, you get lapped. Yeah. Because that's what it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, something like that. Um, so the other race at Monaco is the women's mile of Kip Yegon. World record is 412 from Asan. She's got that, surely. Yeah. What's that, like a 355 split? I don't know why distances, odd distances which aren't like Olympic distances just interest me so much less. I know well, Americans love miles, but it's just not well, me. Well, sub four is kind of historic, isn't it? But um I mean and that's it really. Like Kip Yegon <laughs> probably won't be long until she's looking at breaking four herself for the mile. <laughs> but I mean it sounds stupid, but it's probably true. Um Sunday, Diamond League rolls around to London. So the 1500 for the men is on at 2.15pm. And all of the action in London is in the afternoon, which surely is some ridiculous scheduling. Like, bear that in happened mind... happened last weekend as well. Sorry? Happened last weekend in Poland. In the afternoon? Mm. Yeah, it's, I think it starts at half past two or something. What the 
the Diamond League this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did actually, because I was yeah, it did. Well, fair enough. But but knowing British weather, that surely is how many how many British leagues have we done where you're on at one o'clock in the summer, it's thirty three degrees and about seventy mile per hour winds and no shade. Or twelve degrees and raining and yeah. forty mile an hour wind with no shade. Uh yeah, the, the the most annoying thing about London Diamond League, so this is professional support, right? And we're sitting here recording on Monday evening, six days well, less than six days to their run, no star lists. No idea who's running. How can you get excited about the sport when you don't know who's racing? Other than people maybe posting it on their personal Instagrams, just no visibility. It's, it's terrible, really. But anyway, so that's all I've got on the London Dime League is is times and it's happening. Who knows who's running? Uh, I think actually Keeley's running. I know that, but that is all. Uh, one more bit of news is I don't know if you're aware that uh, Jama Arden, who was like a coach and He's a coach, isn't he? He's not an agent. Is he an agent? He's one, he's kind of both, I think. Mm-hmm. He was um he was in this big Spanish drugs bust in or oh, twenty I wanna say like twenty fifteen, was it? And it all went quite quiet, despite the fact that the Spanish authorities said they'd found loads of stuff. Anyway, it turns out he was acquitted last November. Um, but nobody's been reporting on it. And that's mainly because of the fact that everybody's still pretty confident that his group was very dodgy. Um, And when you look at people who have come out afterwards and said that McCluthy, who was his athlete who won gold at 1,500-2012 games, I came nowhere. Dirtiest uh, race I've ever seen. Jimmy Gracia said he found drugs paraphernalia in his bag. Do you remember that? He posted on his story, didn't he, at the time? Yeah. Um, So there's that. And then there's um, other athletes being banned. I think uh, David Torrance, uh, who's like an American runner, said multiple people from Arden's group... um, he had concerns about and he was 95% sure what was happening in his group was illegal. So you got somebody from the group saying that then. But yeah, not really. I, I think the Spanish authorities have acquitted him of doing anything illegal, but whether that's the same as people not doping, I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that happened in November and nobody said a word about it. But there you go. Um, right. Results. Diamond League in Poland that you just talked about. Did either of you watch the men's 1500? Yeah, I watched most of it, actually. It's quite good. Mm, I watched it on, on Catch Up. And yeah, so it was all about Jakob Ingebrigtsen and whether he could break the world record that stood at 326.3. Hisham El Garouge. Um, 26 flat. Was it 26 flat, is it? Might be 26 flat. You could be right. 
anyway, he Ingebrigtsen took the win. New PB of three twenty seven point one four, so he's now number four on the all time list. Um, I mean, it was paced. I thought it was paced pretty well. I do laugh about Stu McSween, the fact that he can't get to the front until about 250. <laughs> He's just got such a bad... Someone's so quick, he just could never start. He, uh, do you know what? Stu did an unbelievable job, though. To take him to 1,200, and that is that's phenomenal. Yeah, you think about... He must be getting back into some shape himself. If yeah, he... that is... Uh, yeah, unreal. Um, then uh, the other kind of interesting fact is... so. So, Jakob has won every Diamond League 1500 this year in 332, 327, 328, and 327. Pretty solid. Not bad. It's, um, it's great. And the fact that he he's often won all of well, he's won all those races pretty clearly, hasn't he? So, I don't know if there's much anybody can do to stop him at the moment. And... I suppose what's remarkable, we, you know, we keep talking about doping is El Garouge was 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 dirty, let's be honest. And we're talking about Inga Britson only now being one point one second away from from the fastest of all time. Um a a, a lad from Norway, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like how good he is right now. Um and it's also interesting that he's not done anything this year other than fifteen hundred and then his two mile world record. He's not been stepping up to five Ks, he's not been doing anything over distance really. So yeah, that was his last race before the world champs. He's off to Sam Moritz. Also in that race, um some big stories. Andrew Coscaran smashed the Irish record, he ran three thirty for fourth place. Uh, 17-year-old Cam Myers ran 3.33 from Australia. Um, George Mills ran a PB of 3.31, so he's the 10th fastest Brit in history. And Elliot Giles ran 3.33 dead for 10th. Again, 3.33.00 for 10th in the Diamond League. It's madness. Um women's there was a women's 1500 meter race on it i don't think it was part of diamond league action uh hirut meshisha took the win in 354 17 year old burka halem also ran 354 uh i think the top four were ethiopian so maybe a few people to challenge kipiego on at the world champs uh, from a british perspective melissa courtney bryant set a new pb of three. 58.01 and Gemma Riki also broke four minutes to run 358.65 so that puts them third and fourth on the UK all-time list I think Melissa got the Welsh record they fly in the flag in Wales in delight Josh yeah, I bet they can't I bet they love it um, also in action was Amy Pratt over the 3k steeple no 3k flat that must be yeah. 844 not 3k steeple that'd be very quick um so she she improved her pb by five seconds from earlier in the week i think that was i think she raced twice last week yeah weekend before she's actually doing the. she's one who's doing the diamond league this weekend 
Um, other action from Europe, there's been the under-23 European champs on. I won't go into all of the all of the races. I think the Brits had particularly good success over 5 and 10k. Um, so wins for Alice Goodall, Charles Hicks, uh, Rory Leonard and Megan Keith. I mean, Rory Leonard's was, I actually caught a bit of this on maybe his Instagram. He took the win in 2908 um, in tough conditions. He's making a, a move because, you know, a year or two ago, you wouldn't have said he would have been the, the quickest in Europe over in that, well, in the 10K. So he's come into some shape. Is he still in America? No, he announced he's uh, just signed a professional contract with Hoka. Oh, he has to say. So he's back. Yeah, back for good. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, a couple other races in Europe where there was KPC Nact was on in Belgium. Um, I, didn't I, I raced at two in the morning. Yeah, and I was looking at the races and I think there was also the same, I think it's race eight or race seven. It was one in 1409 this year. Wow. So that person would have been, you know, the slowest race, a 1409 win, or maybe 1407. So, no, the race there actually was ridiculously quick, wasn't it? I don't think you've done any of the results, but yes, it was, um, oh, I can't remember who won, but it was 13 flat. And, um, I oh, was Irish had the same. Good question. You put it in the group. Um, uh, Brian Fay. That's it. He ran 13.01 and then Mike Foppin ran 13.02. I mean, there's like, that's silly quick. Yeah. Um, also, I think in Italy, wasn't it? Uh, I saw Callum Elson ran 3.36 for 1,500 PB. He's, uh, uh, he's flying at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, he keeps cutting, cutting those times down. Um, I think it was only the other week that he went under 340 for the first time so um yeah some some quick times on the continent at the moment i was thinking that when i saw that callum elson's just run 336 do you remember the other year at leeds hmm? was it leeds 10k on the track you're gonna talk about oh no no yeah i know he, he did that was, he's he's definitely made some good steps since then um however many years it was when Ross Moy ran like 3.36. I remember, yeah. And it was like incredible and phenomenal. And now, Calabas are on 3.36. And, uh, I, I don't even want to guess where he's in the world rankings. Probably way, way better than Even in the British rankings, I don't even know where, where he is. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the thing about Ross Murray's was he, that was at the, I mean, it wasn't a good night, was it? at Sports City was in great conditions and he ran away from the field. So him pulling away was more dramatic. So Callum Elson is now seventh this year on the British rankings. So more, Josh more Ross Murray did it before double thresholds. Yeah. <laughs> so so this year we've got Josh Kerr 329, Neil Gourlay 330, Elliot Giles 331, George Mills 330. Free, although I just said it did not run quick on that. Yeah, he's just run 331. Yeah, so he's also 331. 
Matt Stonia, 333, Adam Fogg, 335, and then Callum Elson, 336. And that doesn't include uh, James. Uh, James West, is only around 337 this year, uh, Charlie Grice. So, yeah, stacked. Um, couple results on the road. I saw Norwich 10K, if I can bring myself to talk about Norwich. Uh, Logan Smith took the win, but was given... So him and Norman Shreve both recorded 31-30. Logan was given the, the gun time, so I presume he did win. Um, yeah, I've seen a, a photo, fin- um, not photo finish, a video of the finish, and uh, he just out kicks him. Ah, fair. So Logan Smith took the win there, and then in the women's, Mabel Beckett took the win in 35-33 from Anya Culling. Uh, Brighton Phoenix 10k was also one. Ned Potter took the win in 30-22 um, he was clear with Matt Crean in 30-58 see, I see that Matt Crean has um, joined he's now coached by the Brighton her name escapes me I know Alison Benton Alison Benton yeah oh Benton but he's been doing a bit yeah Alison Benton he's been doing a bit of training down there but he lives miles away so I don't know if he's on the moving or whatever uh he was the second um in the women's kate hedgefawn katie hedgefawn 37 47 just ahead of jennifer nandy in 37 49 that is it any thing happening in your lives next week we'll start with you shano no course work you're gonna do it tonight <laughs> yeah so i've got uh i've got my coursework that i'm gonna start tonight said every day um it's it's pretty hefty piece so yeah i'm going to uh try and get ahead of that then work and yeah i'm going to try and navigate this this running malarkey um whilst trying to do work and coursework and not be a teenager as i have been the past six months and leaving them all till last minute and doing all nighters i'm going to see if we can do that um just to clarify for people, because I've had a few people ask me, myself and Shane have both entered Malaga Marathon, and I know quite a few others have. So we didn't get any freebies. We paid for entry. So if you want to enter Malaga Marathon, don't ask me about contacts. We have none. We just entered ourselves. So yeah, it, the the hard realization that we're not good enough. Yeah, just. Pay, pay the 60 euros and get yourself in. Um, and there's quite a few people going out, so it should be good. Yeah. We'll get some long run announcements soon. Josh, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to add firstly to what something Shane's missed off. So we're in war this evening. It's a big event of the week. And <laughs> congratulations to Shane because he's managed to get a second account. <laughs> um, what am I doing this week? I'm going to get back on the studying and I'm going to, I think, probably bravely attempt to try and sit two exams in the next sitting. Um, are you making notes of what I'm saying, Aaron? No, no, I'm, I'm just oh. making <laughs> It looked like you writing my what my achievements were good, or trying to be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get ahead of myself this week. <laughs> Josh, I've got, I... I've got a stopwatch get... running and I'm making notes of timings of things, so... When it comes to editing, it doesn't take me four hours to <laughs> get this show out nice and promptly this week. 
Josh. Yeah. How, if I give you 50 quid, can you do my coursework for me? Because this this is one of the books I got to bloody go through a lot. I'd, I'd actually probably enjoy that, to be honest. It's, I'll send you the brief, mate. It's horrific. <laughs> Horrendous. So, oh, yeah, I'm doing my first session this week. I've got an individual time trial tomorrow on Zwift. Quite excited for that. Um, and that's probably it, actually. I'm not doing a huge amount. Watch the Diamond League. Um, yeah, Tour de France is getting qu- quite good at the moment. Yeah. That's about it, really. It did crash the other day. Oh, I mean, there were so many crashes. You know, the one caused by Ruth Jones. <laughs> it wasn't actually Ruth, was it? Yeah, you don't know. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but she tried to take a selfie and she hit that guy and it caused that massive crash. I saw that crash I was watching at the time. <laughs> I think Ruth was also watching the stage, so I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's not her. For a second, I thought you were being serious. Um, yeah, there was a lot of crashes. It's getting quite good now. There's only down to 10 second gap, so... Hopefully, uh, Pagacha launches one and gets into the lead. How many stages left? What are we now? Probably the just this week to Sunday, I think. So probably just race until Saturday, I think. Oh, so it's close then. Yeah, it's really close. Um, well, I'm I'm off to Plymouth this weekend. Well, Thursday night. You know what that means, Shane. Weekend of the running. <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to say. So, I've been down to Plymouth now four times for four different weekends, and some of them have been three, four days. I haven't yet to run in Plymouth. <laughs> the week is going to end. But yeah, off to Plymouth and doing some running. That's the plan. Going to have to start soon, otherwise, Malaga's going to be very, very painful. Um, I'm panicking about Malaga, genuinely. Yeah, I think um, what what I want to try and do over the next couple of months is really get in a routine and try and get some sort of a group together. If people around Stamford are listening and want to run together, want to do sessions, I think you know I keep hearing about people like even you, Shane. You've got a group that you do sessions with, and it makes it much easier for you all to do sessions. You know, if you say you're going to do it at six o'clock on a Tuesday or whenever it is. Yeah. And I was thinking this week, like with that 10 minute, eight minute, six minute session, I don't really care what pace it is. I'm just going to just be much nicer to run with somebody and just run them at a hard effort. So, so yeah. yeah. On, on that note, actually, to be fair, already from from Lincoln or Lincolnshire, if we include you and... One of your athletes, I think you said, doing it. Oh, um, um, we've got, I think, f- five people that might be in the range of maybe more of two twenty to two forty. Yeah, get some weekend long runs planned. Exactly right, boys. We finished a little bit earlier for once. Yes, Not nearly ten o'clock on a Monday night. See, I told you, more professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 